Let's deep dive. Hello and welcome to Deep Dive. I'm your host, Erin, and on today's podcast, we will be discussing the mysterious disappearance of Angela Hammond. On February 9th, 1971, Angela Hammond was born to parents Marcia and Chris in Kansas City, Missouri. Shortly after the couple moved to Clinton, Missouri, where they had their second child. Angela was known to be well-liked, witty, and popular in school. When she was 19, she began dating 18-year-old Rob, Rob was a football star at their school. In January 1991, Angela found out she was pregnant and quickly told Rob. When she told Rob about the pregnancy, he immediately asked her to marry him, and she agreed. Rob had all intentions of joining the military to help provide for his new family, and Angela began taking classes at Central Missouri State University while working at her local bank. On April 4, 1991, 22-year-old Angela, who was four months pregnant, and her fiancé Rob went to a barbecue at Angela's mother's house. At about 9 or 10 p.m., Angela dropped Rob off at his parents' house, where he planned to spend the night because he had to babysit his little brother. She told him she would be back to stay with him. She then went and picked up her best friend, and the two drove around and hung out. Later that night, at about 11.45 p.m., Angela would use a payphone to call Rob and let him know she was too tired to drive back up that way and not to expect her. As they talked on the phone, Angela became nervous. She told Rob that an old green 1960s or 70s Ford truck with some rust and a mural of a fish leaping out of the water on the rear windshield was circling the parking lot. A man jumped out of the truck and walked over to Angela who was still on the phone with Rob. He walked up to the phone booth and stood there, then walked away using a flashlight towards his truck, as if he had lost something and now he was searching for it. Rob told Angela to ask the man if he needed the payphone. The man replied, no. This scared Angela, so she began to describe the man to Rob. White male, beard and mustache, wearing glasses has a baseball hat on, and overalls. He appears to be very dirty. Suddenly, Rob hears Angela scream on the phone and the unknown man say, I didn't need to use the phone anyway. Rob dropped his phone and ran to his car and raced down the road to the payphone Angela was using. As he got closer to the payphone, his eye caught the pickup truck that Angela described him going in the opposite direction. He noticed a man driving the truck and saw who he believed to be Angela in the passenger seat, screaming his name. Rob quickly threw his truck into reverse to follow and catch up to them, but doing so wrecked his transmission. He was able to follow the kidnapper to a dirt road before his car died out. In a panic, Rob leapt from his car and began running after the truck that had Angela in it. But... It was too late. 
When he realized he would not be able to catch the truck, he flagged down a vehicle and explained what had happened. This person drove Rob to the police station, where Rob told the Clinton police what happened and the detailed descriptions that Angela had gave him. Police quickly launched a search for the truck and Angela. They also provided a sketch of the subject, but nothing was discovered. Police then turned their attention to the last person who may have seen Angela, her fiancé, Rob. They thought maybe he made this entire story up because he killed Angela and his unborn baby. Angela's parents did not believe this to be the case. They trusted Rob, believed his story, and knew how much he loved Angela and becoming a father. The police asked Rob to take a polygraph test, and he passed it. The police also found Rob's vehicle right where he said it died, which seemed to corroborate his story. Angela's disappearance hit the town hard. It was a small town and everyone knew everyone. Volunteers came out to search, hang, and pass out flyers. Two witnesses also came forward, stating they had driven past the parking lot where the payphone was and confirmed that Angela was there and that there was a green truck there as well. Because of this, the police dropped their attention from Rob and focused on other possible leads, one of which was a possible connection between Angela's abduction and two other nearby abductions earlier that year. One was Trudy Darby of Mack Creek, Missouri, in January of 91, and the other was Cheryl Ann Kennedy of Nevada, Missouri, in February of 91. They both disappeared from convenience stores they had been working at. Police ended up dropping this lead as well. Both locations were about 70 miles away from each other, and they did not believe the kidnapper would go that far out. Then a pair of half-brothers would later be charged with Trudy's abduction and murder. Police believed it would be unlikely that they would then abduct and kill a stranger. The investigators' next theory was mistaken identity. They believed the abductor meant to kidnap someone else that night, who was also named Angela. The investigators believe the intended target was the daughter of a law enforcement informant who had similar features to Angela. They believe this because the informant received a threatening letter. It read, People like you deserve what you get. We know where your foxy daughter is at. She will see us soon. The note was postmarked with the exact date that Angela was kidnapped. Angela has now been missing for 32 years, and her story is still a mystery. If you have any information about her disappearance, I urge you to call the Clinton Police Department at 660-885-5561. I will also leave this information in the description box of this podcast. Thank you all so much for hanging out with me yet again on this fine Monday. I hope to see you all next week, and if there's a story you would like me to deep dive into, please reach out. Until next time, guys. Bye.